Okay, gang, welcome back to our second podcast. We are having some issues with our mic splitter, so we're sharing a microphone tonight. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us. I don't want to share with you, though. Well. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to probably have a couple's fight after this podcast if uh, <laughs> I, we're not good at sharing. I think we'll manage. Why don't I talk and see how the mic... Okay, it looks good when I talk. I think it looks all right when I talk, too. So we can just leave the mic right here. Okay. Well, welcome back to the second podcast, babe. We got a lot of good feedback on the first one. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I actually loved doing the first one, and I'm looking forward to today's podcast as well. So Yeah, I want to get right into it. You have been having, we've been having an issue together, even though it's, it's your, your um, glucose levels are not going below 90, and we need them to go below 90 because... We're going to have some issues with our birth plan, right? Fill, fill the van fam in. Yeah, so I guess uh, put shortly, if you missed it, I, did, I was not in town to do the glucose screening that most pregnant women do at 20 weeks where they drink the sugary drink and they test their blood. So I've been pricking my finger every morning and after meals, and I can't seem to wake up with my blood sugar under 90, which is concerning because if for some reason we can't get it under 90 we can't go ahead with the home birth that we really hope to have um, I don't even know what it entails be beyond that because I, I don't want to look into it yet mm. but um, so we're trying a few different things right now basically I stopped eating dessert at night and I'm trying to eat dinner earlier and we're going to go for a little walk after this, or a decent mm -hmm. walk, actually. And I'm going to try and have a little bit of protein before bed. I've also been told apple cider vinegar is something nice to try. So, yeah, we're going to try that. And then hopefully in the morning, I wake up with it under 90 because I, yeah, I, I think I would be quite bummed. I don't, I don't know... Like I said, I don't know what it entails, but. Well, that would be um, an issue because I think we'd probably have to go to the hospital, basically, is what it sounds like. The mid our midwife wouldn't be able to d deliver our baby, which is news to us as of last week when we talked to her. But I think I have faith that we're going to get through that just fine. I think we just need to modify some routines that we have, including the dessert. But... As long as we can get that under 93 days in a row, we'll be good to go. Yeah. It would really be a bummer if we had to go to a hospital. We're trying to avoid that at all costs yeah. for obvious reasons. <laughs> I mean, our obvious reasons are that a lot of the times, um, and this is not to say that it happens every time, but a lot of the times when you're in a hospital, one thing leads to another. And I think they call it like the stairwell or the waterfall of um, medical intervention. So like at first you do this and then you end up needing this and then it's you end up needing that. And then you end up needing a C-section and that is obviously something I'm trying to avoid because I believe that my body can handle a natural birth. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the business of being born, it, this is a business that we're walking into and midwifery is much better practice in my opinion your we're opinion also, as well we're also really comfortable with her midwife and that is who i desire to yeah 
And maybe she can even still be the midwife in the hospital if I have, have, have yeah. to have it in the hospital, her in the hospital. Maybe. We don't know that. But um, we're trying to avoid going to the hospital because, um, yeah, Allie wants to do it as uh, in, in her desired way, and so we got to make that happen. We're also getting blood pressure um, test thing to test her blood pressure. we got to start watching for this stuff. We've got to start watching for preeclampsia and uh, gestational diabetes. So it's a whole new world to us, FanFam. Yeah, it's something that we, to, to be completely honest, I feel so healthy and active in the way I eat and take care of my body and everything that I wasn't really, I, I thought these things were kind of out of, not out of my league, but I just didn't imagine them being a problem for me. And now it is becoming quite real that um, we just need to watch it and be careful. Yeah, it's the age old saying it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Except we don't like when it happens to us, right? Well, <laughs> it might not be happening to us. We might, we just kind of have to I take know. things as it comes. I, I was being silly. And I'll, I actually will be in Bellingham in front of our midwife for the first time since May. Yeah. Um, in a month's time. So that'll be Under nice. a month. Yeah. Under a month. We'll look forward to that. Okay. Let me pull up our list of topics here, Van Fan. We come prepared for this podcast um, well, I did want to bring up, touch on one subject here, and that's the gas prices seem to be going down. Which is very exciting. It means a lot more travel and fun for a lot of people. Right. And hopefully they continue to go down because um, that's kind of what put the kibosh on our East Coast trip. Although now I'm pretty happy that we are doing what we're doing now. So life has a funny way of working itself out. But I know that my sister super fan of the channel is uh, in Austin and she said gas is I think I don't want to say it's under three dollars but it was like three no something back in the threes yeah it was back in the threes wow quite affordable down there so that's good for her um and we're just excited to uh yeah I think it's to like not have to pay five dollars a gallon it's definitely still over five in places like California but that might be one of the last places that it is over five still. Yeah, even in Oregon and Washington, it's 480. And when we left Oregon back at the end of May, it was like 550 a gallon. So that is some improvement, which always helps because we have to drive like nine hours, eight hours back into Oregon next uh, in a couple weeks. And then five hours up to Bellingham. And then five more hours <laughs> after that. But that'll, that won't be right away. Yeah. <clears throat> so as you guys know, we do have um, our birth planned for Bellingham. But then after Bellingham, we're going to spend Thanksgiving in Portland. And we are trying to figure out what we are going to do after Thanksgiving. Because we don't want to be in the Pacific Northwest. We definitely have agreed on that. And we want to be somewhere sunny, right? Yeah, I mean, we both clearly love the Pacific Northwest. It's a wonderful location, but that November is about the worst month poo -poo. of the entire year there. And I am aware that we are going to be basically just in bed with our baby, but I don't want to be stuck inside when it's raining outside and just 
not be able to even just go for a small walk because of how wet and gloomy it is. If it could just be sunny and nice and warm, you know, with the windows open and that sort of thing, I just feel like we're going to have a lot better time. I mean, postpartum depression is a real thing. And not that I'm nervous about it, but it's, I mean, it's got to be mindful. Like it is, I don't know, it's, it's just not something that I, I want to go through. I could see it happening if I don't give you your way. So we got to make sure <laughs> to um, <laughs> do that. Now, we have thrown around a lot of, a lot of ideas, guys. And we are um, looking closely at traveling far. And I think one thing we're mulling over right now, and there's a lot of details that we would have to figure out. So it's kind of a daunting thing. But um, we've just kind of poked around at it in the last two weeks here in Idaho is traveling to Southeast Asia for probably one to two months is what we're looking at now. Originally we were thinking three months <laughs> from December onward to March. Cause we have a wedding in March that we have to be back for. But anyways, we, um, we, we don't know yet, but that's one option. And a lot of people say that it's the easiest to travel with a newborn in the first couple months. So yeah, and I mean, we're not going to be like backpacking around the country and trying no. to do all these crazy activities and, you know, do do things every day. Basically, when we say travel and travel far, what we see ourselves doing is getting a apartment or some sort of uh, place near the water that walks on the beach are possible from our house every single day and um you know kind of just plopping ourselves there mm-hmm. i guess and yeah. life over there life there is a lot less expensive so um i don't want to stay in my place mainly because that's not even an option of the income that it brings in yeah. and it's in the Pacific Northwest. So we would be renting a place somewhere anyways. So, you know, we could end up in somewhere like Arizona or yeah. San Diego or who knows, but it doesn't make sense for us to stay up in the Pacific Northwest. Well, that's 100% not happening. Um, we've already decided that it's, it's a lot of um, issues with the Southeast Asia trip is kind of what we do with the dogs. That's, that's really the big one. And, for me, honestly, I really want to have the dogs with us the whole time. And that's only because I want our daughter to have them around mm-hmm. and for them to get used to her and for her to get used to them and stuff like that. And so if we're gone for a couple months, that would, you know, that would kind of not be, I, I would be a little bummed out, but not, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, we love them. I wish they could come with us everywhere. Everyone has always told me it's easier to travel with a kid than a dog, and they're <laughs> right. I mean, you just strap your kid to yourself. Here well, we a kid's a human. About, like, a kid's know. a human. A dog's a dog. So, <laughs> and I mean, I am my obsession with my dog grows daily. It's right. out of control. I think right now also because I'm like mothering, and mm. I don't know, but it's like I. I I don't want to be away from them, but, um, yeah, I mean, if we can't find a solid home for them, somebody that is willing to look after them for a while, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure in international travels going right. to work out. The, the, I think the main thing is we could definitely find people. No, no problem finding people to look after the dogs. It's the cost 
that we're finding an issue with based on the little bit of research you've done what type of numbers are you looking at for let's say let's just ballpark and say we go for two months january february maybe another week or something into march but let's say two months just for the sake of the discussion what are you looking at price wise yeah i mean we obviously don't want to board them in a kennel um, I no. I can't do that no to way. either one of them. I'd rather not travel. You could do it to Pigged. <laughs> no, <laughs> she doesn't deserve it either. But most of the time, <laughs> I mean, dogs all have their pros and cons. <laughs> Piggy was very sweet today, and she didn't jump on me. Anyways, but so to have them in a doggy daycare or in some a a situation where they're not in a kennel all day because we will never do that to them. Uh, not that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that thing. we're not doing that for two it months straight. Um, and so cost-wise, I mean, it's going to be anywhere from like $1,300 per dog per month. And I think that that's a fair huh. price for the person who's looking <laughs> after them. I really but don't. it would be better if we found... That to me is an outrageous. As somebody price. that we knew who was maybe already has a dog or is looking to maybe get a dog and wants to kind of test it out. Yeah. Um, you mean like someone in the van fam? Yeah, like someone in the van fam. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, to me, that is an outrageous price, and it's completely. I mean, I would for thirteen hundred dollars a month just to watch a dog. I would do whatever I needed to do to take to get that business. And I would definitely be like, I'll do, I'll do a thousand bucks a month per dog. I would, you know, cause that's so easy. That's yeah. such easy money. Well, so these people throwing out these high prices, I is, mean, that's not smart. It's definitely easy money if they already have dogs and they're already taking care of dogs or they don't yeah. have too much going on. Like, you know, like us, like we could take on an extra dog. No problem. For I'd sure. love to be Maybe able we to should. have somebody at these prices. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have somebody take, take our dogs and then we could reciprocate the favor or something of that nature. But that's a little bit difficult to find. I don't know. Has anybody used care.com? I was considering getting a membership because you can find babysitters and dog sitters and housekeepers and all sorts of jobs and it connects you know, connects the people with the people who need work and who need their services, whatever that, that made sense. It didn't really, but keep going. <laughs> but it's a, kind of a costly membership. It's more than the trusted house sitters. So I was like, I've been debating whether oh, or not. And then you don't, <laughs> you don't know these people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I only like people I know. Um, so the thing is, is pig is so low maintenance she literally doesn't even really need to be walked. The only th- so thirteen hundred dollars per month for someone to watch my rat terrier and farrier is outrageous. That is, I mean, you could make the easiest money. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I was just really blown away by the prices you started saying when you were looking into this um, idea of Southeast Asia, and it's just it's just a little disheartening. Well, I mean, our accommodation costs are like six hundred, five, four, five, six hundred right. dollars a month over there, which saves us a ton of money. And then you add it all together, and it's around about the same price we'd be paying to stay in the states because everything costs so much less over there. Um, but I don't know the about dog, that. The oh, dog, the dog expenses. The dog expense alone. 
making it really difficult for us. And, you know, I don't mean to be selfish, but I just kind of want this time because I feel like we are able. I want this time to be where the three of us, dogs or not, spend time together Mm. and just embrace these first few months of like finding our feet in this new, huge, new, crazy, wild chapter that we both know nothing about. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, I've watched a few YouTube videos and I've raised a, I've raised a dog, so I kind of know what it's like. Yeah, mm -hmm, definitely. Um, I would just say that if you're, if the best price we can get is $1,300 per dog per month, that's 40, uh, what is that? Yeah, I mean, we can That's $5,200. That's almost like, that's 75% more than what we were planning on paying for the whole trip. Right. It's just, that's just insane. Like you can. I mean, we can't. Now, here's what I wanted to just, we're just spitballing here because um, we would both love to travel to Southeast Asia. That's, I'd love to go back. I've been there once. I would love to go back. Allie's been all over the place. So she's been multiple places, but you haven't been to the Philippines? Oh, there's definitely a couple of places in Southeast Asia that I haven't been yet. Uh, The Philippines? Philippines is one of them, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I haven't been there either. So that's kind of what we're throwing around. But with the dog thing, it it definitely makes a huge impact on that um, idea being kind of realistic, unfortunately, unless something changes. And we, like I said, we still have a lot of details that we can work through. We still have a lot of avenues. Maybe, you know, somebody says, hey, we can take your dogs for free. We love dogs. Who knows? But anyways, there are other options for us to get out of the Pacific Northwest. And I was going to say places like San Diego. We loved San Diego. Now, that's obviously a very expensive area. Um, but well, so I think you can make anything work. On top of this, as we've been chatting with a friend of mine who is interested mm. in actually renting the van while we're away, which helps pat, pat our travels even more you yeah. know i mean we could rent it out if we stayed in san diego or uh phoenix or so whatever i'm just throwing places in the south out there but so that's really nice but then you mm-hmm. know and that could cover the dogs <laughs> if we could pay only a, a couple thousand dollars instead of, instead of astronomical prices um, but we also have um not to get like all about every the how much everything costs but we also have to do some upgrades to the van that um i think we have a affordable solution for a baby seat and a safe affordable solution so i'm not but if we didn't if if we had to buy a proper ram dealership bench seat yeah you're looking at twenty five hundred dollars for sure without it install and i think install is probably manageable on our own but that's very expensive i mean that's way more than i was anticipating however there are other options we've seen people on the internet do other options that are safe so we're looking at that right now but if we did rent the van out and travel somewhere where we didn't need the van that uh, that definitely makes makes an impact and that's valuable valuable income but i think if now that i'm just thinking this right now if we had to rent the van out and then all that money went straight into boarding the dogs and we had to pay on top of that. Mm. That's just insane. Yeah. I mean, well, we can't do it. You know, I mean, if those are the prices that we have to pay, we right. just simply those can't pr- do Yeah, it. those prices. But there's, yeah, there's, that's what I think. There's got to be somebody or some 
situation out there where it's well, an affordable well, that's like, Stay. you know, if I if if I was in any other living situation besides the one I'm in right now, I would happily do it. And I wouldn't I don't even know if I would charge. I mean, oh, you know, if I'm trying to make money, I would charge. But if it was a friend or somebody I right. knew, okay. I would happily take someone's dog for a couple of months. You know, if it didn't infringe on too much of my life, you know, and we're happy. Like if these people want to say somebody says, okay, I can take them for a month and a half or two months. And then they need to hire a rover because they're going away for this or that. It's like, well, we can pay that. And we obviously would pay for food and all of that. But would we? Of course. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I just got the death stare from Allie, guys. (laughs) We should have a death stare cam for the... For the podcast. Maybe I can make this the death stare cam. Ah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we've talked about that enough. I think um, we just want to fill the van fam in. I, and just to actually to pile on a little bit more, I mean, who knows? I, I, and this is just an idea. Obviously, we've done Mexico so many times, but we have a wedding in Baja in the, end of, in the middle of March. We have a community in La Ventana. I really <laughs> am not like super energized about going back to Mexico again. However, when I think about what you brought up, which is a time for us to be together um, in an affordable spot, we're doing our podcast guys on the front porch. So if you're watching the video, we just got a nice wave from a neighbor. Um, But if it is a time for us to spend together in a low cost place where we could get a place, you know, Baja is kind of something that I think is worth considering. And we, you know, I mean, I don't know. I it's am tough because I'm not opposed ex- to Baja. It's just yeah. that we've been, I know a couple years in a row and yeah. I have been craving an international experience. I haven't been overseas in three years. And while that might not sound like that much to some people, it's really a lot for myself who I, I used, that's all I used to do is right. just jump from one country to the next. I, I haven't been overseas since like 2016 or yeah, 2016 I went to Europe, but I've really been dying to get back to, I, I only have only been to Thailand, but I'm really dying to get back to that part of the world. And it's been 15 years since I was in there. So I'm, I'm very excited at the, at the possibility of making it happen. Yeah. And I hope we can find a way and to, uh, you know, th- I'm not going to give up looking. We're going to keep looking and it's really just the dogs. And because if we look at plane tickets, we're looking at about a thousand, maybe eleven hundred round trip ticket for the three of us. And really affordable living situation, but you know we'll just have to see as it comes. And that's the thing is, if we drive down to Arizona or San Diego, San Diego or whatever, of course we're of course we don't have to pay for the plane tickets but the accommodation is so much more you know whatever another thing we're gonna to keep the van fan fully looped in your brother oh i just tasted that yeah sorry your brother is going and his family is going to be in phoenix and so that's why we mentioned phoenix just briefly earlier because they will have not even met our daughter maybe there's a chance your brother while he's in town on business in the end of october will be around for the birth, but that's a, that's a really big if, but the big thing is, is we want to be a family with that, you know, be together with them as a family and they will be in Phoenix for, I don't know, a few months or something you said. So that's just another thing, even though 
for me, Phoenix is not super high on my list. No, and me neither, but it is warm and it does kind of tick a few of the boxes and it is close to them. And, you know, I don't know about Phoenix. I would obviously, we'd obviously have to be far outside of the city that we don't have traffic and stuff like that. But um, I've never even been to Phoenix, but just ideas. But yeah, we loved San Diego and then maybe we could get in the ocean, you know. Yeah, for me, water, sun... Yeah. And affordability are kind of the top three. And <laughs> San Diego doesn't take the affordability San Diego, box, yeah. but it does have an ocean. And yeah. Yeah. The, really, yeah, the we'll only two that uh, check the affordability box with the ocean and the warmth is Southeast Asia and Mexico, really. I mean, yeah. oh, there's other parts of the world too, but those, like the ones that were. Like, if we're not going to go to Southeast Asia, I don't want to, like, just go somewhere else because we're still going to have the dogs. With the dogs, if the dogs is the thing that holds us up, we can still go to Baja with the dogs. Yeah. But don't you think it's going to be really special when your son gets to meet his younger sister? Oh, oh, for sure. I've been. I tell him about it like six times a day that he's going to be a big brother. And just to clarify, Allie's son is a canine. It's Huck, but she, you, you have stated numerous times that you've birthed I your gave son. Birth to him. Um, he is the light of my life. And wow. How does that? How does that make me feel? Sorry, continue. Well, I mean, you're the love of my life. He's the light of my life. I think when you say someone's the light of your life, you're like saying like, you're like what illuminates my life. Do I not light up when he he comes around? Yes, you do. I'm saying, how does that make (laughs) me feel? Well, I'm sorry, but I, you make me feel all sorts of wonderful things. I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um I mean, we both go back and forth. Like, I have my rat terrier and farrier. I've had that terrier for over six years now. I burp that terrier every single morning. And she's, I guess, the light of my life. So I get it. I, I get it. And you are not, like, you don't necessarily always want Ann Farrier around. No, because then you give more attention to Ann Farrier, and I don't get quite as much of attention. <laughs> well, so now we can, now that's how I feel with uh-huh. Huck. So. Yeah. Um, we're having a little relationship crisis here live on the podcast, guys. If you're watching on um, YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button for us. But we really hope people are listening while they drive or listening at work because that's really the dream I have is like to have a podcast where people are like excited about it every Tuesday when it comes out and ready to listen and and hang out with us. Yeah, we love podcasts and listening to people and, mm-hmm. you know, people make us laugh or make us think yeah. and talk about things that we want to hear about. And uh, we just thought this would be a, a new opportunity. And of course, if you are watching on YouTube, you can see I literally feel like a beached whale. <laughs> this is beached whale cam right over here that <laughs> we have, guys. If you're cam. watching, we have beached oh, whale cam going for Allie. Okay, let's jump back into um, the super serious podcast topics. Okay. And I'm going to pull up our topics list here. Sure. Um, okay, so this one is our completed vision board. And I'm just going to go over here. Oh, okay. And so, you know, if you guys were on the live stream the other night, we talked about how that we wanted to, we are working towards building something that is still very much in the forefront of our minds and what we want to do. But I don't want to do that with a couple week old infant. So I just want some, excuse me, I just want some time before we get into a build. And I think to, Dan does too, to just 100%. be with our baby and not have a million things going on. Cause when I get into build mode, I really want to build and mm-hmm. I 
but I want to, I want baby to be first. So, yeah. So guys, we put together a vision board, um, and it's, I haven't shared it on the screen because it's, it's too complicated and I just, I'm not going to go do that. Who cares? We made it online because we couldn't find magazines in town actually. Yeah, it was tough, but we made it on Canva and what do we have here is, um, it's basically, what is that? 12 photos, Polaroid. Pardon me. I've got, I'm burping up dinner. Um, we have 12 Polaroids that, uh, each one is kind of something that we envisioned together. So I'm just going to go through and highlight a few. Um, one thing, you know, if anyone, if you guys have been following us, we, we look at YouTube as a career. And one of our big things is two of them actually is a hundred thousand subs is our main goal right now. I think someday we want to hit a million and that's, but I think for me, this is kind of like the one year, um, for us goal, to to 100,000 yeah. subs. So we're almost 20% of the way there. Uh, the second one along the same lines of YouTube is a 1 million view video, a video that goes 1 million in our niche, in like the family fun, vlog, comedy, travel, f lifestyle thing. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. And then, babe, is there anything that on here that you wanted to highlight? Um, you know, debt free is obviously one of those, and we have we have some of that. We're um, we're focused on being debt free and saving for our daughter. So every like and subscribe we get right now actually goes towards our daughter's future. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's really lovely. Like a friend of mine makes clothes, and he has this gorgeous store, and he makes really, really, really nice clothes. And when you go in and buy a shirt, you know, it costs a little more than you would spend on Amazon or wherever you buy clothes. But you know that it's putting his daughter through like dance classes and it's just a little different, right? So, you know, you don't even have to spend money on us. You can just like and subscribe <laughs> to our videos, leave us comments, send That's us love. And it's actually just, it's going towards our daughter's That future. is, that is the, the truth. Um, that's why I say likes and subscribes for us help our daughter's future. Um, so babe. Let's go back to the vision board, though. What things on here stood out for you and why? Yeah, I mean, definitely number one that is the utmost important and what we need first off is a healthy birth and a healthy mm. baby. Yeah, agree. Um, moving, moving forwards, we definitely want her to grow up to be brave and beautiful and strong and you know all those wonderful things but um, really I think what's important is, to me as well is having our health and our strength and mm. courage to continue to live this lifestyle and to continue to strive for what we want. I agree because it's not an easy lifestyle in, in some ways I mean in some ways we don't necessarily wake up to an alarm and have to drive into an office but in other ways and I've been doing this for like five six years now since I quit corporate and that is you have to make it on your own you have to make things work and you have to get creative and there's been you know there's times when it's like oh is this ever gonna work and then there's times where it's like oh man like we just got a new sponsor for a video at at a at a new like price that we haven't ever got before like those those moments feel really good and and actually, we just talked about this over dinner is like the 
we want these things so bad and we don't know how they're going to happen. And it's like the whole journey. I know some people hate that word, but the whole journey that it takes us to get there, nobody ever knows how they're going to get there, but we're going to get there. And it's just, it's just like this kind of like an in-between waiting period of just like, not waiting, you know, we're, we're doing stuff, but like wondering it's how it's going to all come together. We're, we're literally in the moment of a thousand, hundred thousand million moments that's going to eventually become a moment of we've hit our one of our goals. We've hit two of our goals. We've hit this goal. We have a million view video. We've hit a hundred K subs. And then it's like you move on to the next one. But yeah, yeah. And I think I think a lot of people think that's so airy fairy, but it's honestly true it's actually how everybody's life works some people just calculate how they get places based on their salary and um, their time I guess you know uh, whereas we are a little bit more we value time we're yeah and we're putting a lot more um, hope into the world yeah I wouldn't I, I mean hope's a good word but I I'm not like hoping I know I have this deep-seated knowing that this is what I was meant to do. You know, you should share with the podcast is you meeting me and having a kid and what you always said. What'd you always say? Uh, You always said you were going to have a kid. Oh, right. Okay. Well, so I guess a couple times in my life, what Allie's talking about has happened. And this is an extension of what I think is going to come. But I said, by the time I'm 30... I used to just say this like in my head and I would say it like all the time though. And it wasn't like I have to make it. It was just like more like just a thought. Like by the time I'm 30, I will not have a job. Like I won't work for someone else. By the time I'm 30, I will be, I won't be working my job, basically whatever job I had at the time. And any like internship I had leading up to that, like I just hated it. And it was, so there was a thought that I used to have. And then another thought, and this is like not, I'm not even making this up to fit the timeline is I always thought I'd have my first kid when I was 36 and I'm turning 36 on November 5th and my daughter's due on November the 5th. (laughs) And that's not even a like, Oh, maybe around 35, 36. It's like in my mid thirties is when I was like, that's when I want to have kids. But I always would say in myself, like, yeah, about I think 36 is when I'm going to have my, my first, um, kid and so I do the same thing now and like the next thing is 40 you know so I've got things at 40 it's like and I'm not I'm always trying not to force them I'm trying to make them just be this will happen and you know enjoy the ride and not even really focus so much on it but just like believe and know it's more like it's a knowing Um, and so another couple that we have on our vision board that I think Allie's really the the person that inspires me to want to do this um is buy land and build our own house yeah definitely i uh i mean as a lot of you know i built a chalet in bellingham washington and i don't mean to shoot my own horn but it's gorgeous and it's perfect and i didn't know how to build anything when i started i used youtube to literally the first video i looked up was how to use a circular saw i just tooted your horn for you keep going (laughs) um and it was i built the whole thing and you know i had a few people help me here and there but absolutely all of the grunt work was me and you know 
it was very satisfying and to design it was probably my favorite part. And so I've already started having dream vision boards on Pinterest. Actually, I use that website for things like that uh, for our future homes that we're going to build. And, you know, it's not going to, it's not saying that we're going to build this home and plop down and live there forever, but we just need to build something else that will be an additional income stream for us and that will be a place that we can call home if we want to. Mm-hmm. And I think um, some places, one of the topics we wanted to talk about tonight is, um, you know, it's realistic for us to be able to find land somewhere and actually make this dream happen. This is not, this is like, I, I think for me, everything on the vision board is is realistic we didn't i don't like putting things on a vision board or like in my mind that are like i want to go play in the nfl like i'm not going to ever play in the nfl you know (laughs) and it's like i don't really want to but it's just not realistic but everything on our vision board is realistic and there's basically what 11 things um on there and they're all something that we can achieve and we can achieve in you know in the next couple years like building our own house so we've been looking kind of just on certain websites and just for fun and and this all started because we have a we have a video sponsor coming up in one of our future videos that sells properties like vacant land and so they reached out to us and I started looking on their website quite serendipitous really and I said wow there's price properties on here that are you know if we if we if we work things out we could actually afford this and then we could use we could use money we have saved to actually make this happen this this kind of far-fetched dream six months ago to me or like i just didn't know that you could find land this cheap and in decent places is now like kind of a reality yeah and we you know we're just we're here to take things life as it comes and we are happy to do the building and designing and the every last bit ourselves and hopefully not hopefully it is in our future we're just i guess what i am hopeful of is that we make the right decisions on where we buy and you know some of the the building plans and stuff like that but it will happen we do yeah that's where i think the word hope is appropriate is hoping that that we make the right decisions and we we don't buy uh a piece of swamp land (laughs) that is no no good but we are going to do it. We're, we're smart. We'll do our due diligence. Or a piece of land that in, in a place that won't get booked out. We won't be able to rent it out when we're not there. Yeah. We'll be kind of forced to live there, you know. But I, I don't really see that being a problem. But, of course, you have to cross your mind. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a valid, a valid thing. So anything else on the... Um, vision board that you wanted to talk about uh nah that was i think we covered most everything okay so i want to move on to the 2022 november bumper group on reddit (laughs) and this is a group of uh, i think it's mostly women i'm sure there's other dads lurking but basically on reddit which is a website that i find to be quite pathetic although i do get on it for certain things it's it's it is true i mean i i I do make fun of it all the time there are certain subreddits that i like to be on 
Yeah, you. I mean, it is. I guess your kind of social media of choice, though. No, 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 no. It's YouTube's my social media of choice. Oh, okay, that's true. That's Reddit true. is. I think a lot of it's honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if if at least half of it was all bots that just talk say corporate corporate talking points over and over and over again i mean you can literally it's been shown on documentaries and stuff you can literally buy top posts on reddit for you know probably quite a bit money and get a ton of exposure like a massive amount of the internet is completely fake and i accept that and it's like whatever I, i feel like I feel like even on our YouTube channel, we have numbers, you know, we go up and down and up and down. Like we'll gain 10 subscribers and then we'll lose four subscribers like really quickly. And I'm like, who's doing like, I don't, I don't, I don't know people that have those subscribing behaviors, maybe on Inst- on Instagram or something where you follow someone, you're like, eh, I don't want to follow them anymore. And you unfollow them. But on YouTube, who you're subscribed to isn't really that important because it doesn't mean you're going to get even get shown their videos, you know? So I, I do feel like it's a it's a weird, very weird thing. But in either case, the Reddit page. Yeah, sorry, I got off on uh, the conspiracy of the internet being fake. Anyways, the um, bumper group. So every every like I guess month of the year, there's a group for people that are going to be having a baby in that month. So like Dan joined or follows or whatever the November 2020 bump group. Yeah. And so I am in there lurking in the November 2020 bump group. And I keep Allie. No, I just read the posts and stuff. And I keep Allie updated on what the bumpers are saying. And I, um, a lot of them are like, they're, they're kind of, you know, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if half the people in the bumper group are completely fake, but, um, there is some good information in there. Some good, it, what I like about it is that it's real people, I think. <laughs> sharing their experiences it's people real people plus bots you know who knows? it's not one of those big groups but um they sure act like bots some of them do anyways it's um other people's real life experiences and i can relate to it because i'm seeing you go through a lot of that like i just read a, a few posts recently that were like excruciating back pain um heartburn i saw a heartburn post yesterday and so it kind of gives me peace of mind to see other people are having yeah, I mean, similar even symptoms. Yesterday, I was having some weird stuff. I've been having kind of a lot of weird stomach pains, but I'm just super in tune with what's going on because of I'm I'm still working through trying to get rid of shingles in my system. But so I'm really in tune with everything, and I'm like, oh, is that something weird? Is that something weird? And then he's like, all the bumpers have been saying they've been having some weird stomach cramps so you know i i shouldn't be that concerned they don't hurt that bad it just feels a bit weird you know there's also what's interesting about being a part of this group is that um, dads are allowed like you can set your flair as like first time dad but it's mostly just it seems to be the moms well i've never posted because i just lurk but i did update my flair to say that yes um and you say like first time dad, second time dad, or first time mom, your age, and then if you know the gender and your and your delivery date or your uh, due date. So, uh, anyways, there are um, like what's interesting is that you see people going through it. So they're in like the second trimester, they're in the third trimester, they're in week twenties, you know, the same time we are. And I've seen a few like really sad posts where it's like you know, I had a loss at week 18 or we had, I read a couple I meant to tell you about that was like, we just delivered at 24 plus three, 24 weeks plus three days oh and baby's in the NICU. 
because of placental abruption, abrasion or How abruption. How did that happen? I don't know. That wow. there actually will probably be an update at some point. This was just in the last couple of days, but yeah, it's very, um, very sad. But also, I mean, I, I'm hopeful for them, and I'm rooting for all these people. Like, even though I think some of the stuff they post is, like, there's so much complaining on there. Like, I can't believe my mother-in-law did this, and it's like, my my sister. Yeah, you know, it's like it's just all these like it's just like tons of complaining. I mean, that's the only way I can put it, and that's true for all the parenting groups except for the dadit group on Reddit. The dads, we don't complain. We're just like, but also we're not giving birth. I don't know. To be honest, like sometimes I feel like it's nice to like have a little bit of sympathy to go along oh, with the there. symptoms because so many people are like romanticized being pregnant. Dude, I am not glowing. I am not feeling lovely flutters in my stomach. I do not look amazing. All of that that's great if it happens for some people. It has not been good for me, and that's fine. I'm okay with it, but it's sometimes it's really hard to to take and to swallow, and you know well, you sometimes like you just want to complain a little bit so that I get you it. can. You're right. So somebody's on your page, so you don't feel so alone. You're right. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I just I I read the posts and like yeah, you're right. That that's a good point. I I I didn't think of that. I'm not pregnant, so. So yeah, it's kind of been interesting to follow along with that group and we're kind of at the beginning of November. So I'll see people that are like, we're, we just got to 24 weeks and it's like, oh, we're at 28 weeks, rookie. <laughs> um, I also saw recently a bunch of people, they do like snapshot Sunday. What's that mean? Where you post your bump pic. Aww. So that did feel a bit creepy actually. I was looking at all these other chicks bump pics, but I was in my head comparing them to you. Yeah. And, um, you, there are some, some people first time and second time, third time moms, the third time and the second time moms definitely had more of a bump, Yeah. but there were some first time moms that like looked very pregnant, very pregnant at like 25 weeks, 26 weeks. You, you are have a hold holding a very good figure. I will say. Well, I, I personally don't agree with you. It also depends on what I've eaten to make my stomach feel I, it's so weird. Like I feel so full all the time and I uh, have hardly eaten and then I'll have one hard boiled egg and I'll be like, well, I can't have dinner now because isn't, I just had a hard boiled egg and I'm full. Isn't I your just, stomach it, smaller right yeah, now Yeah, because of the pregnancy? Yeah. So like I went and like if you like a normal plate of food, I, I can't eat that right now. Like I eat at least uh, three quarters I don't know two thirds let's say mm -hmm. but I just can't I don't have room I don't know and it's it gets really uncomfortable if you eat too much obviously okay that's interesting uh, yeah I think I, I think I've heard something maybe it's from one of the bumpers about um the the uh smaller stomach okay let's jump back into the super super important podcast topics that we wanted to touch on um, I guess we're kind of getting close to the hour. So one thing I did want to say is we are, and actually let me live check this. We've been posting guys a ton of shorts. Allie's been really the shorts superstar of our channel. Uh, and we've I don't gotten know about that. Dan, it's a two person job. I mean, you need to have somebody film them and he kind of directs me and tells me what to do. And then sometimes he puts them together and really I'm the one that's posting them and that's it. 
True. But um, that's okay. The one we posted a couple hours ago is doing terrible. Oh. 10 out of 10, our worst one like, recently. We'll try, we did a bunch of pregnancy ones. I was like, maybe we'll try doing van life ones. That one didn't do so well. But I, ha- I have this belief that there's something to do with when you post it. So we'll see how it goes. We won't give up on the van life topics. Yeah. We, um, we have posted... We try and post one a day at least, and um, we've had over the weekend, we had like a, a couple do like really well, and now what happens is we get a ton of views within the first two hours, and then we get no views after that, so who knows? I don't know. You know, it's like the algorithm is all sorts of um, particular, but we have yeah. been um, enjoying putting them together, and we know that, I know that a lot of people on our live stream and in the comment section say they're they're enjoying them, so... I just wanted to say, um, nice job, Allie. Well, thank you. <laughs> Dan does all of the editing and filming and directing and setting up and whatever for all of our vlogs. I I do. And I think what's important is that you, is that I, I let go some and you take some more responsibility or you take some more creative approach to that because sure. it'll make our our episodes a lot better but that being said we are in my mind we are making some changes to the way i feel like i I see some other creators and they have a little more um of a storyline i guess between episodes whereas sometimes we get so like caught up and we're like you know i honestly think sometimes we're trying to do too much but also i'm not good enough at sticking to a storyline and so i want to get better at that and I think we need to use more voiceovers and stuff in our vlogs and really tell a story between episodes because that's what's going to get people to watch consistently and to be able to just disconnect. My, my goal, I've always said this, is to get give people a, an, a, an ability or a way to escape from whatever's going on, whether it's they're having the best day ever or they had a crummy day, to give them a 20-minute escape where they're entertained, they're... They, the time flies by. I think if you can, as a yoga teacher, when I used to teach my really, some of my best classes, I would hear people after the class say like, that was an hour, but it felt like 20 minutes. And I've been in those classes myself and it's, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah. I mean, we just, we want to continue to build and grow and improve on our uh, craft as Dan likes to say, as a good word for it. And uh, I mean, I think not we can only get better. Obviously, we could get worse. But um, trying is something that we are both very interested in doing. And we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll test a few things out. We'll ask you guys what you think. And hopefully, we can beat this YouTube algorithm. And beat it and beat, it, beat the crap out of it, really. And grow. Not hopefully. I mean, I'm looking forward to the day that we do. Yeah. I don't like the word hopefully that much. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, hopefully it's out of my control. I know you're, I'm just using that as an example. Well, just like I, I don't like the word lucky. Like a lot of the p- things right. I've done in my life, Brilliant. people are like, you're so lucky. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. I made, I worked my butt off and uh-huh. made everything happen. I agree. It's like hope. Yeah, I get it. It's like hopeful. It's like no, that's not that's not the right word for for. It's that. a cop out almost. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, you're so lucky you get to do that, and it's really like, it's like a way of saying, well, I'm not lucky, so I, you know, my life's this way because I'm not lucky, but you're lucky, so your life's you know, 
you've done all these cool things and it's like such a such a, a nonchalant like subtle cop out that uh you're you're exactly right and i think that's a great point you know yeah what else has been going on well um fill the podcast in seriously i feel like you're holding back uh, do you have gas holding back kind of just you could be holding back gas indigestion i have this like upper quad we've been talking about pregnancy a lot i don't want to annoy you guys some woman was like enough with the pregnancy it's like well i am pregnant for another couple of months so (laughs) you're gonna hear about it like that's just how it works um and then it's on to the postpartum talk (laughs) and then the baby are are we gonna be too obsessed with our baby for her maybe but that's okay we don't care um, I have this up, so I have this pain in my upper quadrant. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like right up underneath my ribs. So your, your stomach moves up. So I think that's what it is. It's just so weird to have this discomfort right here when it's usually down where the baby is right now. Anyway, and I, uh, we haven't been into the doctor in a long time, which isn't that big of a deal, but I do need to start taking my blood pressure. So I ordered a blood pressure reader. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of my life. We've been talking to a lot of companies, hopefully mm. getting us some new um, sponsors and partnerships moving forwards. Yeah. We will see. Fingers crossed. We, I'm pretty excited about that's actually a good segue into, I know a lot of people ask us how, how have the products that we've promoted on our channel, how are they? So in order to be as like straightforward, I will go through some of those right now and sure. be honest because um, most yes. of them are duds. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and then some of them are amazing and we're yeah. surprised by them. But the companies that we have reached out to are, are on purpose, right? Right. But the people that reach out to us and a ask lot of us the to rate their products, we're like... We don't really need that, but we'll test it out. And it seems really cool at first. And then you're like, this is kind of useless. Or it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. So the products that have turned out to be not good, or I'll just say what's been, what we've had in my review of it. So the dryer that we reviewed back in May, I actually thought it worked fine and it was able to run off our power station, but we just don't have any use for it. And it's kind of a useless product in our situation. I don't think in a van you'd really want that. But you do, a lot of people have told us, and it is, I I think it does actually put out quite a bit of moisture where it says that it doesn't. Right. And that is apparently technically a lie, which we did not know at the time of filming. Yeah. And I don't even care about that. It's like, whatever. But um, if you had a tiny house... Maybe you would like it, and it would be perfect for your tiny house. In the winter, you know, but you can hang your clothes out to dry, and they'd probably be fine in the summer. Yeah. Which is why we didn't need it. The second thing I want to touch on, the hay bikes are absolutely awesome. I love our hay bikes. We have been so grateful to Hay Bike for sending us two bikes to use, and we get a ton of use out of them. So hay bikes, I can recommend 100%. The third thing is the Zero Breeze Mark II AC unit with a battery pack. Now, this retails with the battery pack for $1,500. And I can say for sure that that is a totally bad price. That is a totally not worth the money. Allow me to tell you where it would work. If you had a generator in your RV, your small RV, and you could power it endlessly, great. 
Great. But even so, it doesn't put off. It's a very small unit. Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but um, it's there's no way that it would work with the solar power of a van because your solar power batteries, even if you have a buttload of them, only charge to so, so much during the day, and it would never run all the way at the, night. That's a, obviously that's a good point, but the thing is, is they market it as like, oh, it's battery operated. You can buy this battery with it. And the battery lasts maybe two hours, but I don't even think you'll get two hours out of it. So it just gets drained. And for that, you know, like you have to charge it for six hours and it just drains itself and it doesn't even put off any enough cool air to make a dent. We were super, super excited about it. I mean, if it had worked, holy crap, that would have been amazing. But I was a little skeptical and, and I felt it and I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Anyways... It hasn't panned out for us in our van, so I would say not worth the money there. What else have we gotten? Uh, we got in a couple power stations, and those have been pretty we nice. We need to do an ad on one of them um, coming up, and that one we do recommend. We've actually put it to the test, and yeah. we are keeping it, and we're happy with it and everything. But there has been one other that we tried and it didn't work so well. The Opus could not seem to run things that this new one that is actually not not as big as the Opus or not as large of a power station. Yeah. Can it can run our the Opus couldn't run our espresso machine, but the OKMO, which is the brand, can run the espresso machine, so we love it. So we can say OKMO power station is yeah, definitely a it, good buy. It feels more durable and it just it's it's gotten us through a lot. Like yeah. it, it makes us coffees every morning and we, we use charge it, it daily. while we drive and yeah. um, it does awesome. charge quite slowly, but <laughs> that's probably cuz it's taking a lot of power in. What other products do we have? Are there anything else? Um not that well, I can think of. Some things that we didn't even use. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the products that we've actually done like proper unboxings for and like put them on our channel. And now going forward, I don't think we'll, it depends on the product. Well, if we're going to like, I don't want to just be like taking products to be like, oh, this, this is an opportunity to get a free stuff. Like it has to be something that I think is cool and that I want to share. And, and a lot of those products were cool that I did want to share, but they ended up, some of them not being so great. Now, um, uh, on the other hand, I actually reached out to Moonshade and Living in a Bubble, oh, yeah. and those products are phenomenal. Very high quality made, and they are staying with us mm -hmm. everywhere we go. Yeah, and we love them. Van accessories For that sure. you've seen in the in For the blog. Sure. Um, but that was the difference. So, you know, we didn't reach out for a dryer. We reached out for the bug screens to keep our baby safe inside the van. Or not safe, you know, away from bugs and stuff like that inside the van when it's buggy out. And yeah. So that was a, those are the, the difference of people contacting us or us reaching out for these particular products. And I guess it's probably hard for, maybe it's hard for you guys to under see sometimes if we have you know, if this product was something that we were interested in or if they yeah. contacted us. Yeah. Yeah. If it seems random, they contacted us. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we just crossed an hour. So um, it's like the live streams. Time just seems to fly by when we're having fun. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please, um, like I say, smash that subscribe button, like the video. If you're on Leave YouTube. Leave a review on uh, yeah. 
Apple, if possible, that would be awesome. And what, Wherever what do you, you need can. to do on Spotify? I don't know if you can Download review it. it. <laughs> uh, just follow or yeah. something. You know, you guys know. You guys know what to do. Uh, we will catch you guys next Tuesday for um, episode three. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.